Hey everybody, welcome to Lunch with PB&J. Hello. We are back with episode number 15 and we first, we have to stop and we have to thank a sponsor. Yes, shout out. <laughs> shout out to Rita for lunch today. <laughs> we actually had lunch. We stopped by uh, the other day to pick up some of Nona's Puffs. <laughs> Not yet a sponsor, but Nona's Puffs, we're gonna give them some free advertising. If you've never had Nona Puffs, you need to go to Nona Puffs. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and look the them up. lemon ones, I've never had those before. Listen, I thought the pistachio was my favorite, but now the lemons are my lemons favorite. Lemons are the bomb. <laughs> All right, one of my favorites for sure. And uh, yeah, we got talking as we were picking them up, and they're like, "How come you guys never eat lunch?" And so we never eat lunch. We just don't. And uh, so Rita's like, "I'm gonna bring you lunch then on Tuesday, and you're gonna eat while you record." But here's the deal: I still can't talk Joy into eating. Well, Nobody we're on camera. We're listening that. to. Nobody wants that. See, that's annoying me already. Stop. <laughs> the mic's up here, in case you're wondering. All right. Uh, so yeah. So, but we are full. Yes. So we might be a little uh, every once in a while because it was delicious. It was so good. I need a nap. Mmm, yummy. All right. So, uh, but we are full and fired up and ready to go. So we've feasted on. And we've changed angles here, you Some notice that? food. Now we're gonna feast on the word of God. <laughs> the bread of life. The, is there any other food analogies food for the analogy? Bible? I don't know. Taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> As the deer pants for the water, so my soul long. Just trying to think of food. References, Joy's not coming along with me no, though today. No, lost me. All right. Uh, I think everybody should memorize some food. Scripture. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna <laughs> we're ending Psalm 119 today, Joy. Yeah. Did you know that? I did. I hope you did, because then that would mean you're prepared. <laughs> so we're gonna end Psalm 119 today, getting ready for a new series starting next week. But first, don't look to next week. Look to today. Live in the now, people. <laughs> All right. So it's 137. Right? 137 is where we're kicking off, and uh, and then we're gonna go to the end. So. Let us begin. I, that's not where the Bible is. It's over here. 137. Give me a second. I am prepared. Here we go. O Lord, you are righteous and your regulations are fair. Your laws are perfect and completely trustworthy. I am overwhelmed with indignation for my enemies have disregarded your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested. That is why I love them so much. But I am insignificant and despised, but I don't forget your commandments. Your justice is eternal and your instructions are perfectly true. Mm -hmm. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. Your laws are always right. Help me to understand so that I may live. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about who was going to go first. I'll go first. All right, go. This one. All right. So it stood out to me just... Uh, you know, you look at how how he's describing God. God, you're, Lord, you're righteous. You're fair. You're perfect. You're trustworthy. You're thoroughly tested. Uh, you're perfectly true. So it, it's kind of, and then Andy says, you're always right. Your laws are always right. And so it just kind of struck me, um, and this has been important for me over the last year or so, is just understanding the nature of God and the character mm -hmm. of God. And I feel like, you know, this person, the person writing this, they just see 
the nature and the character, the true nature and character of God. And, um, you know, the line here in, in verse 143, where it says, As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. Yeah. And I feel like when we, when we recognize the real nature of God, His character, and when we can look at Him and we can say, God, you're righteous, you're fair, you know, you're, you've been thoroughly tested in my life. When we can look and see that in God and, and, and know that about him, I feel like it's just like when pressure and stress come, mm -hmm. and they will and they do, uh, that, that pressure and stress wants to bear down on us. It says, yeah. I find joy in your commands. And I think it's also, you know, it's not just his commands, his word, but we find joy in, in who we know God is. Mm -hmm. Um because again, when it when when the world's falling apart and things in our life are falling apart and the stress and the pressure comes, um, you just have such a joy because you know the character of God, you know the yeah. nature of God. You're not sitting trying to figure out and look at it like, oh God, this is not fair, or God, you know. Even even that wording, you're thoroughly tested. Mm -hmm. Like to me, <clears throat> that that shows a person who's walked it out with God. And they see God. You, you're, you're always trustworthy in everything you do and say. And I just love that. I like. I, I feel like the person writing it is really explaining and seeing the character of who God is and His yeah. nature. Yeah. And I did. I just identified with that because I feel like God's really been teaching me that. Um, and it's not wrong for us to seek God and try to figure out God, what's going on in this situation or that situation or the world or what. But when we lose the very character of who of who God is, and mm -hmm. we don't see him as, God, you're righteous, you are fair, you are perfect, you are trustworthy, then that pressure and stress that comes, it'll, like, we'll melt under it, mm -hmm. because we don't know the character of God yeah. to fall back on. Yeah, no, that's good. I, um, yeah, I read this one, and actually, I, <clears throat> I got that, that first, the first words, which is just, oh, Lord, you are righteous, <clears throat> and I just... I stopped there and I thought, man, this, that right there, that statement has to become the foundation for everything else in our lives mm -hmm. because it has to, the starting point of everything we do and yeah. how we view God and how we view the Bible, mm -hmm. it all has to be viewed from the starting point of, oh Lord, you're righteous. Yeah. You're righteous. That, that word righteous means um, to be morally right. <laughs> Okay, to be morally right and, and to be justifiable. Mm -hmm. So Lord, everything, so in other words, what he's saying is, God, everything you do is justifiable. Mm -hmm. Everything you do is morally right. Wow. Right? Yeah. Changes things, doesn't yeah. it? We throw the word righteous around. And yeah. do we believe that? Yeah. Well, and that's it. So that, that has to, that, that has to be your... Your starting point, I guess, mm -hmm. is just to repeat myself, it has to be your starting point mm -hmm. of do you believe that? Yeah. In a world where we are desperately trying to find morality mm -hmm. um, and, and, and whether or not people are justified in their actions, <laughs> right? The psalmist here is saying, God, you are righteous. Yeah. You are morally right. Yeah. Everything you do is justifiable. See, we, we've downplayed the term righteous or righteousness because we more associate it with the negative side, which is, oh my goodness, that person is so self-righteous, mm, right? right? So we look at it as such a negative that mm -hmm. I, don't, I think we've missed, 
the positive side of it. Yeah. We've missed what it truly means. What does righteousness look yeah. like? And so um, I think I think if you can get to that place and you have to really ask yourself those questions yeah. of do you believe, do you believe that God is morally right? Yeah. And we should have those heart searches once in a while. Yeah. Because we say it's lip service. We say these things. and But sometimes we don't always mean them when we say yeah. it. And I think there's times where it's appropriate to struggle through these thoughts. And I think especially to give you kind of a context for that is if you're reading the Bible and you come across something, you're like, well, I don't agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> What you're saying is, I don't believe God's actions were justifiable. Mm -hmm. I don't believe God was morally right in saying that thing. Mm -hmm. I don't believe God was morally right in providing. This is a, a huge reason why people struggle with the Old Testament. Yeah. Is they look at the things that were happened in the Old Testament and the conclusion that they come to without saying the words is God's actions and words and directions and guidance were not morally right and yeah. they are unjustifiable. And if, if that, if you just stop there without what we're going to see through a lot of these, uh, through the rest of what we're going to talk about today is you're going to keep seeing this word discernment come up mm -hmm. or the psalmist asking, God, I, I want to understand mm -hmm. what your words are. I want to understand your actions. I want to understand That's your, how he ends your commands. This That's in is that in this one here. Yeah. yeah. Your law. So verse 144, your law is always right. Help me to trust and, and uh, let me just read, I was reading off my notes. Your laws are always right. Help me to understand them so I may live. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is what he's saying is, it's not to say that you'll never wrestle with it. With your, you'll never wrestle with anything you read in the Bible. Yeah. But it's, it is almost interesting to kind of, oh, I skipped down. Did I? No, no that's the that right was, one. Okay. That was right. So it's almost interesting if you skipped the middle section here of this stanza mm -hmm. and just read the first verse, oh Lord, you're righteous and your regulations are fair. And then jump down to verse 144, your laws are always right. Help me to understand so I may live. Mm -hmm. Like those, that's the reconciling yeah. that you have to have in your walk with God and in your faith. And as you read the Bible. Well, why does he use the wording, help me understand it, unless sometimes he needs help to understand it? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> he's, he's in confusion. So, the, so here's the thing, guys, is when we, when we see God as righteous, we don't question his word. Instead, mm -hmm. we seek understanding. Right. That's the key. But the foundation has to be, I do believe that God is righteous. Mm -hmm. I do believe that morality is based on mm -hmm. who God is, on the character of yeah. God. So you're really, you're coming around to this thing of, do you trust that God's character mm -hmm. is morally right? Do you believe that God's character, do you believe in his character? Because then you, you, you instead of going God's wrong and questioning things, yeah. you shift to, okay, I believe that God is morally right. Therefore, I want to understand yeah. why these things are the way that they are or why he said these things or commanded these things. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it's a shift in perspective, mm -hmm. but it has to be rooted. I don't think you can go any farther. Yeah. So I, if I can say anything today and just turn it off, uh, you know, stop the podcast, it would be this, is you need to begin to read the Bible and almost before, as you open up your Bible at the beginning of the day, yeah. as you begin to study or begin to read for the first time in that, in that, in that, the devotion time that you have is almost... Repeat that. Oh, Lord, 
you're righteous. Mm -hmm. God, I believe that you are righteous. Mm -hmm. And by saying that, understand what you're saying is, God, I do in my heart of hearts. God, I believe that you are morally right and everything you do is justifiable in terms of that Mm -hmm. morality. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that is the foundation of morality is God, Mm -hmm. not what other people say, not based on our culture and society of today, because things change, but God never changes. And so that's what 142 uh, says, just real quick, and and then we'll move on. But uh, 142, he says, your justice is eternal. Your instructions are perfectly true. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. Again, so much, there's a lot of talk today of justice and social justice. But again, that's all based in what we believe is morally right and wrong. That's where we get our sense of justice from, right? Things that are seen as unjust now, it's not that they they were just, it was, they were seen differently Mm a hundred, 200, 300, 400, a thousand years Mm -hmm. ago. But God's word never changes. But God's word never changes. Right. And so we have to we have to take that. And it's not to, I'm not sitting here trying to justify anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you have to, when it says your justice is eternal, two things with that, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm taking a long time on this first one. But um, two things. Let me, let me just find it so I can make sure I say it right. All right. His justice is eternal. It means these two things. One. His justice never changes. Right. God is a just God. He is morally right. Always has been. Always is now. And when it says that your justice is eternal, we understand mm-hmm. that not only uh, is his justice never changing, but it is also coming. Mm-hmm. And so I talked about this in church the last couple of weeks of people have a hard time with hell. Yeah. And yet hell is the answer to the, the cries for justice right. in the world. Right. And so God is just Mm -hmm. and justice will be done. And if it isn't happening now, trust in the word of God that says it is coming. Right. Because it is eternal. That means justice doesn't end when you stop breathing. Right. Justice is eternal. Right. And for those of us that struggle and say, God, why are you allowing this? This is unjust. Mm -hmm. You know, that that answers that. His justice is eternal. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's good. That's heavy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to leave my other stuff. Let's go to the next one. All right, 145 says, I pray with all my heart, answer me, Lord. I will obey your decrees. I cry out to you, rescue me that I may obey your laws. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise and your faithful love. Oh, Lord, hear my cry. Let me be revived by following your regulations. Lawless people are coming to attack me. They live far from your instructions, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. I have known from my earliest days that your laws will last forever. Mm-hmm. Me again? I don't know. I'm looking to. <laughs> I'm looking for direction. Um. So what stood out to me is that first, those first couple of verses there, 145 and 146, especially because I feel like they kind of say the same thing. I pray with all of my heart, answer me, Lord, that I will obey your decrees. And it's in 146, I cry out to you, rescue me, that I may obey your laws. And I just wrote down in my margin uh, part, just how desperate am I to hear from God? Mm-hmm. You know, because he's saying, I'm praying to you with all of my heart. 
answer me, God. I'm praying to you with all of my heart. And how many times have we been in this position where we do this, where we're praying to God with all of our heart, or we feel like we are? But I think, again, it goes back to that something that's not just lip service, but something that's, you know, that's from the depths of our, of our soul and we yeah. mean it. Um, because even as you keep going, he says, I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promises. Like, I think he means it when he says, I pray with all my heart because yeah. it's affecting even the things like, you know, his sleep. Mm-hmm. He is, he's staying up. He's, he's getting up early. And, um, also I, I saw the, I wrote down the question of, will I surrender my will and obey God's word? Mm-hmm. Because the two verses there where it says, I pray with all my heart, I cry out to you. The response afterward is, I will obey your decrees. Um, and the second one, I cry out to you, rescue me, that I may obey, obey your laws. And I just thought, you know, it comes back to that question of how desperate am I to hear from God? And then once I hear from God, will I obey him? Yeah. You know, to me, that's the big, um, needs to be the response is, how desperate am I to hear from God and hear from his word? But am I? do I really want to hear what he's got to say to me? Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we say, God, I need you to answer me. I need you to rescue me. I need you to act on my behalf. I need you to hear me. Hear me, God. Um, and then when God responds to us, do we like his response and will we follow it? Because here he's saying, you know, hear me. I pray to you and, and I'm going to obey your decrees. Mm-hmm. And I just love that response that you see. Um, and I really saw this one as a challenge of, of for me of um, how desperate am I to hear from God? Yeah. And am I going to respond by, am I going to obey his word? Yeah. I said something similar in, in looking at those first uh, four verses. I just, I wrote, if you look at the way those first four verses start, he mm-hmm. says, I pray, I cry out, yeah. I rise early, I stay awake. Mm-hmm. And it was just this this thought of uh, that hit me of just Action. how much how much do you pursue God? Yeah, we desperately want to be pursued by God. Right. God, show yourself to me. God, lead me. God, mm-hmm. save me. God, do this. God, do that. But how much do you pursue God? Yeah. Are are you you know is is your is your faith uh, and your relationship with God based off of a one time a week type thing? Like mm-hmm. I go to church one time a week or, uh, you know, right now we're in a stay at home order. So a lot of people can't yeah. even go to yeah. church. And so is it a, you has, know, has church stopped for you? Yeah. Is church stopped because you can't go to church. All of a sudden has church stopped for you? Yeah. You know, where is your relationship with God? You know, are you continuing to pursue God on your own? Right. Because the Bible tells us in the last day, there's going to be persecution, right? right. And so there, there's, it, 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 it could become infinitely more difficult to serve Christ mm-hmm. in a public forum. Mm-hmm. And so if that happens, what happens to your relationship with God? Mm-hmm. Are you still committed to pray with all your heart, to mm-hmm. cry out to God, to rise early before the sun is up, to stay awake through the night, mm-hmm. all pursuing God? Yeah. You know, you, you desperately, and so I just, I, I wrote down, you know, are you as committed to your relationship as he is, mm. right? Because that's, that's what it really comes down to is, right. is God always there? God's always there. Yeah. Will God answer? God will always answer. But if he's not asked, 
if he's not pursued, <laughs> right. you know? Uh, and so, yeah, it's just that, that were, the, that was what stood out to me in this one was just mm-hmm. his, his side of it. I pray with all my heart. I cry out to you. I rise early before the sun is up. I stay awake through the mm-hmm. night thinking about your promises. It's just this, it's, it's the, and why does he do it? The next verse yeah. in your faithful love, O Lord, hear my cry. Mm-hmm. He recognizes that God's faithful. Mm-hmm. He recognizes that his love is faithful. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, uh, that was how I, I saw that one. And even like even going for, forward in verse 150, it says lawless people are coming to attack me. They live far from your instructions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's part of two. Sometimes we get more and more desperate when, when, when situations come and happen in our life yeah. and bad situations and you know, I don't know what's happening for him exactly. Lawless people are coming to attack me. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned it last week, but it was because I recently it was it's it's in First Peter, but recently read the verse about, you know, our enemy the devil roams like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Right. You know, that yeah. verse. And that's that that's that place where we have to stay in that desperate place place to hear from God because we have an enemy as well mm-hmm. seeking to you know attack us and and that that enemy is is lawless mm-hmm. you know which means it's opposite of everything that's in this word is lawless but you see the desperation because of of what they're facing yeah it's good all right let's go 153 says look upon my suffering and rescue me for I have not forgotten your instructions. Argue my case, take my side, protect my life as you promised. The wicked are far from rescue, for they do not bother with your decrees. Lord, how great is your mercy. Let me be revived by following your regulations. Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. Seeing these traitors make me sick at heart because they care nothing for your word. See how I love your commandments, Lord? Give back my life because of your unfailing love. The very essence of your words is truth. All your regulations will stand forever. Mm, You go first. All right. So um, that, uh, oops, my pages folded over and I saw numbers (laughs) from two two weeks ago. Um, Sorry, I got to look at my notes. I've been reading my notes as you talk. Now I got (laughs) to forgive me for just a second. Trusting, trusting God in the promises of the Bible um, is what I wrote there. So if you look again, as you read through this, I think in, in verse 154 was, he says, argue my case, take my side. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, and even the first verse, look upon my suffering and rescue me for I've not forgotten your instructions. I, I just, I hear in him, like it's this idea of God, I trust in you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm keeping your promises and when you do that, when you live your life according to God's word, and when you live your life according to the promises of God, and that's the foundation, it then gives a boldness mm-hmm. inside of you to where you feel like you can then ask for protection. Yeah. But not only does it give you a boldness, because a lot of people have boldness, all right? <laughs> Too much a lot boldness. Of, a lot of people are, are bold to ask God, hey, God, do this for me, right? But not only does it give you a boldness, it gives you the grounds. Right to ask God for these things because understand this, like the Bible, I I always say it this way, God's promise, God's love is unconditional. Mm -hmm. God's love is unconditional from Genesis to revelation. God's love is unconditional, but his promises Mm. always come with a condition, right? Always. 
God's promises are not unconditional. You cannot just randomly open up the Bible, see a promise from God and go, yeah. I'm going to claim that promise for my life. Right. You got to read the context and you got to read the condition. There's always conditions. Mm -hmm. And I can sum up the conditions for you really easily. You want to know what it is? Obey God. Right, right. Obey God. And when you obey God, it then gives you the foundation to come boldly mm -hmm. to God and say, protect me, mm -hmm. revive me, mm -hmm. bring life back to me, uh, d defend me from my enemies, you know, yeah. all these different things. And so it says the, you know, um, again, the, the laws, he uses these words, the laws, the regulations, the, the commands of God, they're all in place for our protection. Right. That's why they exist. That's why God put them into place. And not just, but understand this, it wasn't just to protect us spiritually, mm -hmm. but it was to protect us mentally mm -hmm. and emotionally and, and, and relationally even. It was yeah. to, to put a protection around everything in our lives. And so we've got to understand that and, and know that, that those promises, everything that God has says, those promises are there. They're for us but they come with a condition. Mm -hmm. Don't link the unconditional love of God and call his promises unconditional because that's not truth. Right. The truth is every time God promised Israel something, mm -hmm. every time Jesus promised his followers something, it always came with a condition. Yeah. And that condition is obedience. That's a huge thing to remember and yeah. know in our own lives too. Absolutely. Um, so I've, there's a lot there, but I couldn't get past the the verse 160 says the very essence of your words is truth mm -hmm. the very essence of your word is truth and i'm like this is why we're reading psalm 119 is because it's truth yeah, it's I god's word yeah. and it's truth and it kind of sums up i feel like why you and i were drawn to to go through this but i just wanted to read my commentary because i felt like it was so powerful um, in response to the very essence of your words is truth. It says one of God's characteristics is truthfulness. He embodies perfect truth. Therefore, his word cannot lie. It is true and dependable for guidance and help. The Bible is completely true and trustworthy. And I just thought, you know, if you guys don't get anything out of any of this, Psalm 119, I hope you get that. Like, I hope you get... This just knowing in your heart that God, your word is true. Yeah. You cannot lie. You don't lie. You cannot lie. And it kind of goes back to that for me anyway, that first portion there where I was talking about the characteristics of God. That's also part of knowing God and knowing that God, you're trustworthy. Everything you say is truth. Mm -hmm. You know, everything you say is truth. And so this is why it's so important for us to get this in our spirit and in our heart every single day because we are bombarded with deception we are bombarded with lies we are bombarded with the mm -hmm. own lies our own lies in our head um also part of my commentary took me to john and i just want to read it because it kind of ties in yeah with this but it's john 17 14 through 17 and what this is is this jesus's final prayer so he is about to be uh taken and arrested and crucified and it's his prayer to his disciples and just listen to it because he brings up truth in it. It says, I have given them your word. So Jesus is talking to his father. I have given them your word. And the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. Just as I do not belong to the world. I'm, 
not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from, from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Mm. Teach them your word, which is truth. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of complements that verse that talks about the very essence of your word is truth. And God is saying, Jesus is saying here to his father, God, make them holy by your truth. And I even went a little bit deeper and looked up the word holy. Um, because if truth is going to make us holy, he wants us to be holy by truth. What's, what is holiness? What, is, what does it mean when he says make them holy? Um, so I looked up this word, and the Hebrew word for holy is kadesh, if I'm saying it right. And it means apartness, set apart, separateness, uh, sacredness. And so it's this, I love his prayer that he has to God because he's like, God, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. Right. See, we're separate, but I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'm, I'm asking you to keep them safe from the evil one. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the reason I brought that in, I feel like it fits is because um, we need more than ever the truth of God to make us holy. To yeah, make us set apart. Good. And so where does this truth comes from? It comes from Jesus. Jesus gave us truth. But it's the word of God that that is truth. Mm -hmm. And so we need that. We need to hang on to that more than ever. Um, because it's not enough just to say we feel a certain way or believe a certain way. Like we've got to put this in every part of our being, the truth, yeah. and yeah. hold on to that. So I, I really couldn't get past that sentence that says the very essence of your word is truth. And I think that's been such a recurring theme in yeah. Psalm 119 is just that God's word is eternal, mm -hmm. that his truth is unchanging. And I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, I leaned in real close to you and told <laughs> you to find hope in that and yeah. to find security in the fact that God's truth is unchanging. Yeah. And the very argument that a lot of people have against the Bible is the fact that it's irrelevant to today, that mm -hmm. it's outdated, it's antiquated, and, and so it doesn't fit the truth for today. And yet, give it 100 years, and there will be a new truth by the world's standards. Yeah. But God's yeah. truth will continue to be the same. Yeah. And that's why we have to be founded in that, mm -hmm. is the world's truth is constantly changing. It's constantly yeah. changing. And what's good now will be wrong later. What's wrong now will be good later. And it's just constantly going to mm -hmm. cycle around. Um, but God's truth is eternal. And that's why we find security yeah. in an unchanging God. What we need to do is lean into mm -hmm. the understanding. Mm -hmm. God, give me understanding mm -hmm. in your word. Mm -hmm. And the answer is not that, we're, that he needs to take us out. No. The answer is that he needs to keep us protected yeah. from the evil one by his truth by his truth that's good all right one city one uh <laughs> powerful people harass me without cause but my heart trembles only at your word i rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure i hate and abhor 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 okay all <laughs> falsehood i've always had trouble with that word I know what it means, and yet I just, I don't... I don't like know it. ...how to pronounce it. That's what it. it means. I don't like it. I hate all falsehood, but I love your instructions. I will praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. 
long for your rescue, Lord. So I have obeyed your commands. I have obeyed your laws, for I love them very much. <laughs> yes, I obey your commandments and laws because you know everything that I do. Um, so if I can do something in this one, Joy just went to the New Testament. I'm going to do the same Ooh. thing. So verse, the first verse there, powerful people harass me without cause, but my heart trembles only at your word. Yeah. I read that it reminded me of Matthew 10, 28. So Matthew 10, 28, uh, we get this instruction. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body, but they cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body mm -hmm. in hell. Mm -hmm. um, Gives me chills. You can't see it. You see the hair <laughs> on my arm? <laughs> Getting close. Getting okay. um, uh, people of this world. So it says that people of this world, they harass me without cause, but my heart trembles only at your word. Then we fast forward to Jesus going, listen, why are you worried about what other people say about you? Why are you mm -hmm. worried about other people that threaten you? Mm -hmm. Why do you worry about these things? That, that, that whatever they can do to you is temporary. Yeah. The worst thing. So this is, this is kind of the way I've always looked at that <laughs> verse from Jesus is the worst thing they can do is kill you. And then you're into eternal consequences. Yeah. Then you're into eternity. The worst thing they can do is harm your body, kill your body, but the soul lives on. Mm -hmm. And so uh, don't worry. Don't be in fear of man and what man can do and people who criticize you um, and don't let criticism sway you because people will harass you. Yeah. People will attack you yeah. um, and they can make life difficult for you. And can I just stop you yep. too? Like when we think about harassment, I know it can, it can happen in a physical way. I realize that. But a lot of times the things we deal with are people's words, people's yeah. mouths, you know? So keep that in mind too. Yeah, because I think there's a fear with some people of not that if they stand up for Jesus that their life will be harmed physically, at least not here in North America. There's yeah. other parts of the world where that is a serious concern. Yeah. I think here we more look at it like if I stand up for Jesus, my social life may die. <laughs> We're going to have to pause because somebody just walked in Ooh. on us. we got to talk to people. And we're back. Sorry about that. <laughs> you just scared everybody. Normally, oh, sorry. It was, uh, it was another one of our friends stopping by to drop something off. And uh, normally, uh, normally we lock the door and I forgot to lock the door. So <laughs> sorry about that. Um, no, so to continue on, this idea that, um, again, people will harass and criticize yeah. and all those things. And, and we see that. And I, I just, I thought this. So, again, looking at that verse in, in Matthew you know, that we, we need to be focused on eternal things, mm -hmm. not on temporary things. And this is what I believe, this is what the devil tries to do, is he tries to get you to trade the eternal for the temporary. Yeah. And so what are, what is people's views of you now? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we talk about it with pleasures and different mm -hmm. things like that, is trading the, the eternal for the temporary. And so we have to, when we, when we talk about our lives and when we talk about even what we're afraid of, yeah. or even when it comes to what kind of a, um, this harassment and criticism yeah. and all, and all these different things, we, we have to stay focused on God's words mm -hmm. and eternal consequences yeah. that though, that they carry. Because yeah. again, as we just read a second ago, God's promises are eternal. Mm -hmm. God's word is eternal. God's justice mm -hmm. is eternal. Everything. When we talk about God, Understand, it's always in context of eternity. What? <laughs> you have something in your eye. I do have something in my <laughs> he eye. He is throwing me off. Wow, sorry. He's either winking at me. 
for all of you listening, you had no idea. Sorry. Joy just had this I look like, like what are you doing? I like to make it real because you're like, why is he blinking so much? <laughs> just your beauty is blinding. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, we, we've got we've to stay focused on the eternal consequences. Yeah. Um, because that's what the devil does is he points you to everything that's temporary. But whenever we talk about God, God, everything about God is eternal. Mm -hmm. God's purpose is eternal. God's direction, his guidance, his Mm -hmm. words, his promises, his laws, everything is based in eternal, the perspective of eternity Mm -hmm. and not in temporary things. Mm -hmm. Let you go. Um, well, I try to get this thing out of my eye. <laughs> get an eyelash out of your eye. So I just noticed how many times he says, um, basically, that he loves God's word. He says it three times. He uses the word. And that always stands out to me. when he, The more times they use a certain word, you're like, okay, they're trying to get this message. But three times he says he loves God's word. And so it just made me, I wrote down, you know, how can we love God? How can we say we love God? And not love his word. Like they mm-hmm. go hand in hand. And then it goes even further. You think about of like, how can you say you love God's word and not read it and not put it into your spirit every single day? So I, you know, as I read this and what he was talking about, I just took it as a challenge of he loves God's word. He loves yeah. God's word. He loves God. And I just feel like, you know, I even love that part where he says, I will praise you seven times a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, goes back to the numbers have meanings and the the word the number seven means wholeness it means completeness so he's praising god to a complete place you know he's praising god um completely with every part of him and so i just think that like it challenged me of um if I say I love God's word, if I say I love his instructions, if I say I love his decrees, then, you know, with that, I need to be putting it in my spirit. Yeah. And and then the other part is obeying his word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I also too, like one verse 175, it says, those who love your instructions have great peace yeah. and do not stumble. Right. And if, again, going back to why did we do Psalm 119, Mm -hmm. um, it just, it talks about the word of God and Mm -hmm. the faith that we can have in the word of God. And again, there's this movement. And this is why I think, this is why I get kind of like the psalmist where I get irritated with people who don't listen to the word of God Mm -hmm. or kind of dismiss the word of God. abhor it? Uh, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I, I get upset by it. What can I say? Um, but he says here again, he says like, uh, those who love your instructions have great peace. Yeah. If you're lacking peace in your life. Yeah. I can't, I can't, we can't say this enough. Like yeah. it, the word of God is what brings peace. Mm-hmm. And so when you read it again, if you can't get to that place of, Oh God, you're righteous, mm-hmm. you're morally right. Mm-hmm. You're justifiable in everything you say. That's what causes Unpeace, yeah. dispeace. What's the yeah. opposite of peace? Unrest. Unrest. I, I thought there was a word like you know anxiety. How you, put, you know how you put dis in front of things and it becomes the opposite of that. Dispeace. Dispeace. That's a new word, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. All right. Uh, but this is out of you. If you're missing, if you're lacking yeah. that peace in your life, yeah. then you need to you need to plug into right. the Word of God. I feel like I can attest to that so much in my own life. If I'll notice. Like when I'm starting to feel more anxiety or starting to feel more just 
rah, you know, yeah. why is it, why is the weight of the world on my shoulders? Um, and I'll realize, you know, I haven't, I haven't been in the word today or I haven't been in the word in a couple of days, or I've been taking in so much other information yeah. that it's like, you know, it, it's counteracting that or something. But I mean, that's, I feel like that's so, I can say that is a true, true Absolutely. statement. Just so, so can I. Example. Yeah. So can I. I can feel my patience slip away. Yeah. I can feel my irritation rise <laughs> um, if I'm not in the word of God. And right. so it, it really is. It's a matter of, it just brings that peace of knowing yeah. that God is with you yeah. and uh, he's there. That's so, good. all right. Last yeah. one. Here we go. This is the conclusion. <laughs> oh Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. Listen to my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Let my praise flow from my lips, for you have taught me your decrees. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commands are right. Mm -hmm. Help, Give me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. O oh Lord, I have longed for your rescue, and your instructions are my delight. Let me live so I can praise you, and may your regulations help me. I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me, for I have not forgotten your commands. Mm -hmm. So again, I said at the beginning, um, I, I really saw in all of these 176 verses that we've covered over the last few weeks, wow. <laughs> discernment has been a real common theme. Yeah. And discernment just means understanding. Yeah. But it's understanding on a deeper level, mm -hmm. all right? It's not like, hey, God, I just want to understand your words. It's like, I want to understand the meaning, the mm -hmm. motive, the purpose behind those words. Yeah. Um, so in this, in this, he's been talking about the word of God, the laws, the rules, the regulations, the commands. Right. So God, give me discernment. Um, and, and this is, again, as he says, this is something that God has promised us. Mm -hmm. He's he promised says us. That twice, that. He it? says it, yeah. And so, um, again... Going back a couple stanzas, there is this comparison of the I wills, I will mm -hmm. pray, I will cry out. Mm -hmm. And here we see this. The, 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 the writer says, this is my prayer. Let praise flow from my lips. Let my tongue sing your word. Um, I will choose to follow. I will mm -hmm. praise you. Delight in your instruction. This, this is what yeah. the writer is going to do, right? right? So he says, God, just give me the discernment that you promised. Right. And this is what I'm going to do. I recognize that as I immerse myself in your word, as I live by your word, as I keep your word, this is what my life is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And so he's looking for uh, the, the promises of God. Mm -hmm. And in return, he's giving promises mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. There is going to be a cause and reaction here. Mm -hmm. God, as you show me more, as you give me more understanding, it's going to increase my praise yeah. and my prayer and, and, and uh, my, my decision to follow. And, mm -hmm. and that was kind of the way I took it through there. Yeah. Um, I've, I just, one phrase stood out to me, I would guess. The most, and it was just, I have chosen. Yeah. I have chosen to follow your commands. And again, I guess, the, you know, this is the last one. And it kind of wraps up the whole 119 here. And so I just, I feel like I just want to challenge you guys. I want to challenge myself. And it's this, I have chosen to follow your commandments. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a choice. And, you know, sometimes our feelings go up and down. And sometimes things, uh, you know want to distract us and we and want and want to things going on in our life but we have to choose 
Um, it's no different than I think, you know, we've talked about before, just relationship. You choose every day, you choose that other person mm -hmm. or you choose to pour into your kid's life. Like all these things that we know are good for us are a choice. I choose to put healthy food in my body. I choose to exercise. I choose to show love. Um, but like with God's word and his commandments, we have to also choose that. And he yeah. is trustworthy. He is, like, to go back to his character, he is everything that he says he is mm -hmm. and more. And I know that we don't fully comprehend that, but, like, he is true to his side of it. But I guess it kind of brings out what you're saying is we have a part also. Yeah. And and for me, I just challenge myself, I challenge you to choose to follow his commandments because it's not just about reading it. That's a huge portion of God let, let me let me be disciplined to, to sit and read this every day but it's the following his commandments mm -hmm. and really living our life and man like again how many verses that we just read and realize what it's going to look like for a person who lives their life following those instructions yeah. like you're you're gonna you're gonna be okay <laughs> not to simplify it too much but like it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's all going to work out for you yeah. when you follow God's command. And, well, and, and even that last verse, the, the last verse, 176, I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Mm -hmm. Come and find me. Mm -hmm. and, and he says, for I have not forgotten your command. You know, there's, there's going to be periods of our lives. There's going to be times where, like we said, you know, where, where maybe you get out of God's word for a little mm -hmm. while. Maybe you get distracted by the criticism mm -hmm. of others or whatever, and, and you wander away. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of wander away like a lost sheep. It's not that you have forgotten the commands of God. It's just that you've got, you know, I always, you know, you picture our kids. When we go on a walk with our kids, there's always at least one kid that just kind of is oblivious to everything else that's going on. And they just kind of wander. If you yeah. don't watch them, they just yeah. kind of wander away. And so as a yeah. parent, our job is to bring them back, yeah. to, to go and get them. Mm -hmm. And this is what the writer is giving God permission to do, yeah. but also asking God to do mm -hmm. of God, there's, there's, I've wandered away like a lost sheep, come mm -hmm. and find me. Yeah. And, and I think one, one thing to remember and going forward is we constantly need to have that self-awareness Yes. that, you know, if we, if you start to read the Bible, if you start to read God's word and you start to be affected negatively by it, mm -hmm. um, and, and just start to dismiss it and start to fight it and argue it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the time where we have to stop and go, God, am I, am I wandering? Mm -hmm. Am I being distracted by shiny things over here? And mm -hmm. I'm kind of diverting my course. If so, then God, come and find me. Yes. Because I haven't forgotten your commands. I know what's right. Yeah. I know what you want me to do. Yeah. So God, just come and find me, come and love me, come and mm -hmm. hold me, come and pick me up and, and carry me through that season and of my he life. he will, because we have a good shepherd. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that sounds very familiar to a New Testament. Yes, it does. First. That's all I got. <laughs> you got more? You good? No, it's good. It's good. Fantastic. It's good. It's good. Guys. Read your Bibles. Thank you so much for being with us through Psalm 119. Next week, we start a brand new series called Bedtime Stories with PB&J, all right? We're going to be looking at some of those childhood Bible stories that you've heard so much when you were a kid, if you grew up in church, and they always kind of got a little 
kiddie spin to them. They were kind of whitewashed and some of, the, some of the ugly parts taken away so that it was a little bit more heartwarming. But there are some deep and profound truths that can affect us still today if we understand what was happening in those times when that happened, right? Yes. So we're gonna be looking at that. If you have a story that you'd like us to talk about, maybe something that you've read and you're like, I'd like to know more about that or how I should take that, or is it is that simple? I've never really understood that story. Why it's such a big deal? Why is it such a big deal that we know this one? Uh, let us know about it, okay? So that's gonna be starting next week. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Rita, for lunch. About to have some seconds. And uh, I don't know what's in this little jar of chilies right here. <laughs> But it has just she become. Could sell it if she wanted to. I'm just. It's going on everything from now on. <laughs> all right. So God bless, guys. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for joining us for lunch today. Don't miss it next week as we begin the new series. Uh, have a great week. <laughs>